Welcome back to the Football Fitness Federation podcast. This is episode 246. This is a very special episode. I know I've said this a few times, but it is on this one because we've got a very special announcement to make towards the end of the podcast. Just regarding the future of Football Fitness Federation and I'm really excited to bring it to you. Today's guest, this week's guest is Jordan Tyra. Jordan is someone who's been on the podcast before a couple of times, way back on episode 9, which was the 19th of December 2018, right when we started the podcast. And then also more recently, 4th of January 2022, um, episode 169. So he's been on a couple of times before. We've spoke about a, a number of different topics on the previous episodes, but this episode was special because we went into his latest career decision his experience of Football Fitness Federation and then we also spoke about the future of Football Fitness Federation as well and like I said culminating in an announcement towards the end of the episode which I'm sure you'll be very excited about very hear about, excited to hear about as well so it was great to have Jordan back on the podcast and I hope you enjoyed this episode please as always give it a share We've had some great feedback recently on the podcast, especially the previous episode, the preseason special with Ian Cole and Christine Claret. Um, thank you for everyone that said they took plenty from it. I know it's caused a little bit of discussion as well around preseason, which is always great. Um, I love to hear your feedback on the podcast episodes as well, so give them a share over on social media, on LinkedIn, um, but also reach out to us and let, let us know what you took away from the podcast episodes as well. Just before we get into the episode, we are looking for clubs and coaches to host some of our networking events heading into the new season. So if that is of interest to you, please reach out. You can drop us an email at mail at footballfitfed.com. Regardless of where you are in the country, reach out because we're looking to book a few different dates in for the rest of this year and into the new season as well. I just want to say a massive thank you to our sponsors, The Good Prep. The Good Prep is a meal prep delivery service that provides fresh, ready-to-eat, chef-cut meals straight to your door. They offer meal plans tailored to your personal goals, current activity level and schedule. The Good Prep works closely with elite-level athletes and corporates to develop meal solutions that meet the ever-changing demands of performance and training. Their clients include Brighton & Hove Albion, the PGMOL, Commonwealth Teams, Gymshark and many more. Their meals are full of all the nutrients you need to keep you in peak performance so you can achieve every goal you set. Plus you can reclaim your time, eat better, move more and reduce food waste too. Their meals are designed to guide you through your journey to a healthier you. Take the guesswork out of healthy eating and discover the power of nutrition at thegoodprep.com. And make sure you use the code FFF15 for 15% off your first order. Also, a big thank you to Hytro. Have you ever tried blood flow restriction training? For pro sports teams and athletes, Hytro is the only performance BFR brand to create pressure-validated BFR wearables that are practical, safe and scalable, allowing you to enhance recovery and maximise athletic potential like never before. Whether in the changing room post-game, during away game travel, in the hotel or at home, Hytro has created a simple and effective tool that allows BFR to be delivered to athletes and squads simultaneously and safely. Check them out at hytro.com or email teamsales at hytro.com 
to find out how Hytro BFR can give your squad a competitive edge. Also, finally, massive thank you to our sponsors, Rezzel, doing some brilliant work in the world of VR. Go and check them out at Rezzel over on socials. And let's get into episode 246 with Jordan Tyra. Rezzel is the world's number one virtual reality sports trainer. Whatever your team, your sport, your ability, improve your game and train like a pro. Rezzle, rezzle. Reactions, performance, accuracy, stamina, resilience. Train at home in the Rezzle Sports and Fitness VR Training Arena. Search Rezzle, R-E-Z-Z-I-L. Harder, stronger, smarter. The world's number one virtual reality sports trainer. Available now on MetaQuest. Welcome back to a very special episode of the Football Fitness Federation podcast. Before I get into it and just tell you about who I've got sat next to me, I just want to say a massive thank you to UA92. You can see we are at the university recording this podcast, so a big thank you to them. Make sure if anyone's in the position of looking for courses, looking for universities, there's no better city in the world than Manchester, so make sure you check them out. I want to welcome onto the podcast for the third time, yeah. completing the hat-trick. Yeah, hat-trick now. Mr. Jordan Tyra. Um, Jordan, thanks for coming on. No, thank you. Coming back on. Yeah, thank you. Um, we've got quite a bit to cover and a few things to reveal on this episode as well. But let's do, let's start how we always start, which is about you and your background. I know you've covered it on previous episodes, yeah, but give us a little yeah. bit of an update and take us back. Yeah, fair. No apologies again if people have heard this before. I'll try and keep it brief. I do like to waffle. Um, but. Now, it started off um, probably a similar tale, really. It kind of all started, tore my ACL at 18. Like most S&C coaches, sports scientists, they've had a bad injury at some point and it kind of propels them towards the career. But um, couldn't play football, so I wanted to do something else, which was coaching at the time. Um, as I was going through the rehab stages just after um, surgery, I was going to uni as well, sports science at, at Leeds. So I was studying sports science in the week and doing kind of youth grassroots coaching at the weekend in and around the Leeds area and tying the two together and really kind of, um, yeah, enjoying that. I really enjoyed the technical side of it, started getting my badges done, and that was really starting to take off, and I was kind of thinking, actually, this could be something, but at the same time, sports science was, was getting into me as well. Um, a little bit of rehab for my knee and all that sorts of stuff going on, and just really starting to start the, the journey, really. Um, and then those experiences helped me kind of land a full-time placement at Southampton, um, which was an unbelievable year for me, kind of shaped my development as an S&C sports scientist, whatever it would call us. Um, and it was also a great year to be at Southampton. It was a season they um, qualified for Europe with, with Ronald Koeman in charge and kind of that really strong streets will never forget team that they used to have. Um, and it's just a brilliant place for, you know, somebody with wide eyes wanting to be in the football industry to, to learn essentially and start. Um, so it was mainly based on the 916s. Um, Sam Scott kind of line managing me and, and, uh, and helping me through that and that was really really good i just finished that year and just wanted to get back to uni third year and just get that ticked off and, and this was me now i wanted to work in football um but knew i needed to kind of carry on uh, even though i was finishing my studies i needed to get more experience so managed to land a job at barnsley which is great um paul bauer and luke dobson there kind of line managing it and leading me as well so finishing uni you know Finally getting to the stage of graduating, um, looking at what the industry looked like and you could see that every job advert getting thrown out there, everyone needed a master's. So um actually took the decision to leave Barnsley at that point and go and, and do a master's at, at Salford, you know, not, not far from here. Um, University of Salford, Paul Comfort leading that, um, John McMahon as well, other 
you know big names in the industry who've been guests on football fitness as well so um really really perfect for me because it was a chance to double down great course and, and learn more about snc specifically um but again i wanted to keep the experience going so i got a job at uh, blackburn rovers ladies part-time um and that was you know other end of the spectrum really from southampton southampton premier league cat one academy you know outstanding facilities at staplewood um blackburn rovers ladies at the time i think they were still uh, kind of led by the community of the club as well. So trained at a, an old 3G at a college in the middle of Darwin in, in Blackburn. Um, very little facilities. It was a college gym. It was mainly cardio equipment, cross trains and things like that. So again, it was kind of a bit of those water into wine rolls, I called them. Um, and it was, it was, a, it was a, you know, a lot of problems and lots of solutions you had to come up with in, a, in an environment where it was tough. So um, that's where you're kind of only bread and butter, I think, as, as an S&C coach starting out. You've got to try and find these solutions. Um, and that really helped me. Spent a season there, kind of graduated um, my masters, and then actually managed to join Liverpool Ladies as well. The season after, um, which again was a, a brilliant opportunity with the the RTC. It's called in the women's in the women's game. It's RTC rather than academy. Um, helping out with the first team as well and assisting um, with, with them in the WSL. Some some br- brilliant big names, former England captains. You know, Gemma Bonner, Casey Stoney, Alex Greenwood, players that you know go on to win. You know. Um, European titles and things and you're, you're working with them and trying to help them on a voluntary basis but mainly for my role it, in the time it was with the RTC and the academy um, training at Kirby as well so brilliant opportunity again just kind of try and find what my stamp of S&C was my stamp of sports science and what I was trying to do um, but the realities of um, women's football at the time because we're talking six seven years ago now um, it's come a long way but again back then there, there wasn't much uh, money in the roles it was a kind of voluntary and, and part-time zero-hour contracts kind of things like that so I, the realities of life were I needed to get a, a full-time role somewhere and put, put food on the table essentially and pay the rent so that summer um, was yeah that was a lot of interviews a lot of traveling the country you know back-to-back interviews trying to land roles and some interviews for clubs I was never ready for um, but managed to land a, a brilliant role in Notts County um, which was Lead Academy SNC at the time. So again, if, you, if anyone knows anything about um, academies in, in English football, we've got the category system um, and EPPP kind of dictate on what, what category level you are. Uh, for Cat 3 academies, which is what Notts County were, they don't necessarily need full-time sports science SNC support, um, but they wanted to do things right. They created the role um, and that was the role I went into. And it was I was so excited at the time because I remember, right, finally my first, big role to lead an academy and what the shape of that's going to look like from the school board program and, and upwards um here we go we a good chance for me and that's when we recorded our first podcast um way back when uh, episode number nine i think it was so yeah a long long time ago um and things were looking really bright at the club um you know they kept nolan in charge they just missed out on the playoffs the season before to league one uh so the club were trying to do things the right way good catchment area great city in nottingham everything was looking rosy and then um Football had its wicked ways, like it sometimes does in 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 life, and and um, you know previous owners and poor financial decisions, and the club essentially went bankrupt. You know, six six months later, mm-hmm. um, which when you're a practitioner just starting out was was nuts. You know, you didn't really know what you were doing. Um, the, the staff weren't getting paid, um, and all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, I've got this really exciting role that's going to kind of really kickstart my career and put a chance to put my own shine on things. Um, and now all of a sudden I'm trying to save a career before it's even really kind of properly kicked off. Um, and big soft spot for Notts County, anyone who knows me or know I always talk about Notts County, nice big kind of full circle, it does make me chuckle that they're now back in the Football League, they're now back in the big time where they belong. Um, so yeah, really nice that they're back, but 
for me at the time, I was like, oh, what do I do now, you know, and, and how do I save some sort of career here? Fortunately, um, a similar role, but head of head of Academy Sports Science at Lincoln came up. So while Knox County, unfortunately, at the time were, were sliding down, Lincoln were on the way up under the Cowleys. Um, and again, credit to Lincoln, and they wanted to do things right in the academy, full-time role, head of Academy Sports Science, and I managed to get that one. And spent a great first season there, or part of the first season, where great pre-season, great, good run in the Youth Cup, ended up playing Man United as well. It was a brilliant experience for the players and the staff, and um, went for an audit, brilliant glowing you know, report from the audit, and everything was looking rosy, and then the pandemic hit, and then COVID hit. Um, and the world, as we, we all knew it, kind of ground to a halt, and certainly in football it did, um, and a really mental time. Um, kind of call it luck whatever it was but February 2020 um, literally just before Covid became a thing um, I started my own company called The Physical Performance Coach um, with an idea at the time that it might one day be a side hustle kind of thing and I'll just kind of register the company and maybe just do a, do a little bit in the background and lo, lo and behold you know a month or two later when the world's in lockdown that was a chance for me to actually go right well I might put a bit of love into this now um, and then it was a weird time, furlough, off furlough, on furlough, off furlough, and you could see the way the world's going. Unfortunately, you know, League Two, League One clubs were hit really hard with not having gate receipts, and the financial impact of COVID was massive on, on lower league football um, and League One, League Two clubs, etc. So, you know, I wasn't silly. You could see what was probably going to happen. Um, you know, and like I said, credit to Lincoln and Notts County before they wanted to do things right and have a full-time member of staff. But according to each Triple rules, Cat 3 clubs don't need full-time members of staff. So you could kind of put two and two together and see that if, if clubs are going to need to make in redundancies, my role is probably going to be one of them. Ended up, it was that it was that case and it was kind of a bit of a moment where you're going, right, well, what's going on now with, with me and football? We're not best friends at the minute. Um, one club go bust, one global pandemic hit in and it's impacting my career quite significantly now. So chance that you know locked down a lot of time to kind of get the physical performance coach up and running and and ready to to go and so that was the time i decided right let's go for it so stepped into the private world stepped away from football a little bit had a, a, a nice break from full-time football and academy football and things like that professional game but stepped into the private world and working with semi-pro lads and just private clients and previous athletes and things like that and and was loving life um work-life balance was 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 way better anyone who's worked in a cat three environment um will know that work-life balance is full on you know you've, you've got to be um, on it all the time and it does take over your life a little bit so to have that that breathing space really have weekends back i started playing football again on a saturday it was it was great and and you know i was fully fully committed to it um but then uh yeah it was, it was really quite big moment really in that uh, I remember it clear as day it was a Friday night and um, my missus was round she was brushing her teeth and I checked my phone and uh, I had a message from, from from Ben Bradley at Bournemouth and he'd asked would, would you be interested in the under 9 16s lead sports scientist role and uh, previously previous relationships when I'd, when I'd suggest I've got a potential job you know 200 plus miles away and met with quite stern and frank answers if you suggest it to your loved one but in, you know i was expecting a similar answer just kind of joking he said oh what do you think about me moving down to bournemouth and getting a job there and she went well is it something you're interested in is it something you, you know you you'd want to do and actually you know a bit shocked kind of went oh uh, i'll have to think about it actually and lo and behold I had a think got in touch with you know responded to ben and and just over a month later, I'd moved down and started at Bournemouth. So it was a whirlwind, but um, to have, you know, at the time, top of the championship when they were, when they were there um, and a club I'd 
brief, um, previously applied for and interviewed for in that summer before I got the Notts County role. And um, so, you know, and, and just missed out on the role and actually missed out on the role to uh, Elliot Whiteside, who's still the sports scientist for the 21s at Bournemouth now. Um, brilliant guy, brilliant practitioner. So to have that kind of come back round a few years later and now actually you know, go and join Bournemouth at the time, it was fantastic. And, and you know, on the club, the, the journey of the club were going on as well um, was really exciting. It, you know, it looked like they were going to get promoted back to the Premier League and luckily they did. And a brilliant um, academy that was, you know, well established and sports science was was already, you know, the, the program went there was already established as well. So nice for me to just step into and, and kind of really um, immerse myself in it. So that we did and finished that season. It was a brilliant season. Misses finally moved down, but that was a really momentous bit. And the reason I mentioned the bit about the misses is because, you know, somebody was willing to uproot and, and let the person that you know they love just move two hundred plus miles away. Um, and my missus bless her somehow, you know, was was coming down every weekend, driving down because she couldn't move down at that point due to work commitments. So, um, yeah, she was committing a lot of hours and a lot of money and petrol coming down and seeing us. And and I was down in Bournemouth. Eventually, she moved down, and we try and start putting roots down and. And then that kind of leads us into this season just gone. Um, really good pre-season, really good solid season um, with Bournemouth. It's been a really exciting time. You know, new, uh, well, we kind of retained the Premier League status, new training ground on the way, new owners. Um, really, really exciting times. Bournemouth has been a really good solid season. Um, the the, the nine sixteens who are predominantly my age groups have a really good solid year. A lot of new scholarships have been signed from the under 15s and 16s players. So it's been a, a really nice solid season. And, and, and then... Um, here we are now in the off season, so um, me and Mrs are happy down south. We've, we've, um, yeah, we, we've kind of put our roots down there, as I've said from that little overview. Bounced around a lot, lived in a lot of different cities and little, lots of different locations. So quite nice to finally um, put some roots down. Um, but with all that said, you know, and all the, the really good noise and really positive place there is at AFC Bournemouth right now, um, I took the decision to, to leave. Um, for reasons we will get onto later, um, but a, a big decision really, and one you know de definitely made with my missus in mind, and and other things as well. So that kind of bring brings us to today, um, and lots of lots of moving around and lots of money spent on moving moving trucks. So yeah, whistle stop tour. No, that's that's really good and, and really good detail as well. And you you've sort of gone into some of the topics we we're going to cover as well. But I think one of the main things is around the decisions that go into taking certain opportunities. Mm. You've talked there about family, about moving. These are all realities of jobs that come up, aren't yeah. they? Um, it's something that probably coaches don't tend to take into consideration so much when you're getting your degree and just chasing those first few opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying you're old by any means, but <laughs> when, you get, when you get a few it. years yeah. of experience, yeah. things change, don't they? Yeah. And the decisions may be... Um, are implicated by a few different things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's kind of what you're getting at, isn't it, with, with family and yeah. there's more than just yourself that comes into those decisions? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think back to, you know, when when I was at Liverpool Ladies and living in Liverpool. I mean, anyone who knows me, know I'm a Liverpool fan, lifelong Liverpool fan, wanted to stay in Liverpool, um, close to a lot of my family up there as well and, and loved being in the city. But the realities of life were needed to put food on the table, uh, the, the wages in women's football at the time weren't as they are now. It's brilliant to see the women's game grow so much. It's still a long way to go, but it's brilliant to see it in the you know, space of six years. It has grown a lot, but that's the reality. You, you got to move, and like I said, previous relationships, 
you know, and I'd suggested our potential role in London when I was in Manchester and all this sorts of stuff. You know, it was like, well, if you move, we're not going to stay together. You, mm. you know, that's for you. And, you know, unfortunately, if you spend any time working in full-time football, you do see, you know, people's relationships break down, divorces happen, you know, people have to move for, the, for, for a long way away from their families because that's the reality. You have to move for, 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 for the role a lot of the time. So there are things which, which do come into play. So, yeah, when, when my missus, you know, turned around to me and, and very maturely said, you know, is it something you would want to do and, and actually think about doing and, and potentially enjoy the role, then think about it and let's, let's make it work. It was like, well, hang on, I've got somebody clearly in my life who's worth holding on to here and a big, you know, that was a real kind of big moment for me and a big momentous point where I always look back to and refer to it because, you know, I'm going to go against the um, famous Shankly quote that, you know, nothing's more important than football, you know, and that, uh, yeah, life is is you know is a bigger than bigger than football at times, unfortunately. And I know we all like to think football is the most important thing, but it's not. Family, friends, and your health and stuff like that is more important. And to have somebody in your life willing to move and sacrifice so much, it means a lot, and it does change perspective on things. So, like you say, as you get a little bit older, you know, I'm nearly thirty one now. So, looking at what's next, families and, and settling down, you have got to take them into consideration and. Sometimes you can make that work. Some some people's families are incredibly supportive and they help them work full time in football. Sometimes not so much, but it's just dependent on on who you've got around you and your support network, I suppose, and what you value as well. There's no better time than now to join the football fitness online community. We've recently dropped a number of different pieces of content, including a nutrition presentation by Man United nutritionist Amy O'Keefe as well as a locomotive characteristics and elite female football presentation by Naomi Myhill, a career periodization webinar by Josh Fletcher, as well as a weightlifting derivatives webinar by Professor Paul Comfort. And we have some great content coming very soon on the community, including a speed development webinar, strength and power presentation, an LTAD presentation, and a presentation about academy low considerations, and also ACLs in women's football. That will all be dropping very soon on the community, so you'll get access to that. But a massive part of the community is the fact that you have got a full network of coaches from right across the world at your fingertips. So whenever you have any sort of performance questions, anything you want to have a discussion with and get people's different experiences on, then it's the perfect place to do that, to reach out, ask questions to coaches, connect with them. And you can do it all via our online community. So if you're interested, go to footballfitfed.com, click the community tab, sign yourself up there and it'll give you a 30-day free trial. After your free trial, it becomes a paid membership. And once you become a full member of the community, you also get access to our members WhatsApp group, which is where some great conversations go down. We run a different discussion point every week on a different topic, so you can join in that. And generally, you can meet different coaches. We've had coaches recently organising visits to different countries and different clubs, which is great to see as well. So go and check it out. If you're not already a member, go to footballfitfed.com, click the community tab, sign yourself up there, and join our online community. Here's part two of the podcast with Jordan Tyra. I think that's a big point, isn't it? Is the value uh, you you see a trend at the moment, don't you? Of a lot of coaches questioning this whether they're going to yeah. stay in football long term. Dave Carolan came on a podcast yeah. recently yeah. and spoke really well about mm. the reasons to be at a club. Yeah, he's obviously been at a number of different clubs yeah, for a yeah. number of years, and um, 
I think he made some great points around yeah, it. Did. Yeah, he did. And I, th I think every individual situation is different. Mm. We're not saying that everyone should come out of the game. We're not saying everyone should be in the game yeah, for a full career. Yeah. I think the, the big thing about this podcast is getting across some of the decisions that Jordan's spoke about and some of the aspects of that decision. Yeah. And there's a lot that goes into it, isn't it? Rather than 100%. just looking at a club, looking at an opportunity and yeah. thinking, I'm going to take it or not. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and actually, a lot of it comes back to when I was working privately um, in Nottingham, um, I had a bit of a, a business mentor then and he, he kind of got me down one of the first things when he first met me and we, we spoke um, he said what are your three to thrive um, three things which you know you need to do each day week month just to kind of get you get you going get you out of bed kind of thing and I took a bit of time thinking about it and put it together and my three were my family you know my missus my family my friends uh, my health uh, including my missus's health and that health and well-being kind of thing and the third one was kind of financial stability if you want to call it that just the ability to live and, and, and put food on the table and what I noticed from those was that actually my career in football isn't one of those 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 three you know it's a sub factor essentially of that financial stability but even still it doesn't have to be a career in football it's just as long as I'm financially stable and able to you know pay the rent and put food on the table and me and my missus can can live and occasionally afford you know a nice little meal or something that's that's what's important to me. Mm -hmm. So once I kind of looked at that and, and realised what the priorities were for me at that time in my life, and it, it does change things now. If I was to do that three to thrive five years earlier than that when I was just starting out, then it would have been probably get a career in football and, and get a trajectory through through you know through the career through the career ladder or whatever you want to call it. So it's your situation at that time. Um, now don't get me wrong, I, I've loved working in football. The experiences I've had have been brilliant. Um, but, but for me right now and my situation, it, it's slightly different in, in the values that you've got. So you've got to look at it at that point in time, really, I think. I love that. And I also love that that needs to be repeated. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Because you at different ages are going to make different decisions. Yeah. And I think that that's the important thing, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. I wanted to talk because you've been to, I don't know how many of our <laughs> events. Fifth, I think we said 15, didn't we, after the Dublin one? It's been a fair yeah, few, yeah. it's been a fair few, but I yeah. wanted to just speak about some of the experiences that you've had with, with Football Fitness Federation and some of the key takeaways that you've taken yeah. from the events and the opportunities that it's given you as well. Yeah, I think, well, there's no secret, I, I am I am Football Fitness Federation's fangirl. Uh, <laughs> add the fourth F on there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I remember the first one, um, it was when I was at University of Salford. It, again, it, you call it fate, call it luck, whatever you want to call it. But it was down the road for me when I was, you know, at University of Salford and you had Paul Bauer, my old boss from Barnsley, doing the first presentation um, at the hotel in Salford. So it was a no-brainer. I'm obviously going to go to that. I'd seen it advertised on socials. I didn't know who the company were at the time, but I'd seen it on Twitter and I was like, oh, yeah, of course I'm going to go to that. It's my old boss. Uh, you know, and it's, this looks like a free opportunity, network opportunity. This would be great. Um, and from then, it's just snowball because straight away I could see the like-minded professionals in the room who were just networking and chatting and sharing ideas. And a presentation from a you know a top quality practitioner that you're taking loads from. Um, I'd seen poor work. I'd, I'd knew a lot, but you could see other people in the room that were, you know, were going, oh wow, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I'll take that back to my club and my players that I work with and stuff like that. And you go, wow, this is powerful. This is good, you know. And then went to you know Arsenal. We've got you know looked at all these other other places that we've been at, Aston Villa, Dublin recently, and things like this. And you go in, wow, like, like these these are really good events, you know. Mm -hmm. And you 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 get to network. You get to see these, the, some of the quality of the, the presentations and stuff, and some of the content on there, and you go, "Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm just nicking that and I'm taking it back back to the club I'm working at, and, and you know I'm going to put that in place." Um, and and 
there's no, you know, it's not secret that the reason I go to so many events is because I take something from each one to help my practice improve. You, I meet somebody new at every single one, and you, that does come around again. Um, and and we know that, you know, networking and and actually just getting putting a face to a name sometimes is really really important. Um, and the power of that, you know, is that it will lead you potentially to job opportunities. And we know people who, you know, through Football Fitness Federation have been put in front of people that have later landed roles because of the networking event or a podcast or whatever it might be. Um, but for, for me, it's, it's, it's simple, really. It's, it's an opportunity to go and learn from other people, learn from people better than you and better practitioners who you know, put together stuff on slides that you can just go, wow, taking that and t- taking it back with me, thank you very much. And, but I think it's just the, the sharing, collaboration of ideas. That, that's the most important thing. It, it increases our value as a community of, of you know, physical performance coaches, include physios and sports therapists, psychologists, nutritionists in that. You know, as a community and a cohort of, of coaches, and performance staff then it increases our value because essentially what we're doing is we're just taking knowledge from other people and, and, and bettering ourselves and then if we're talking about you know bringing new practice into the game new students or whatever we can pass that on to them they're upskilled and they're upskilled and eventually like our value becomes as, as a cohort really really high and, and gives us you know really good credibility in the industry to be like actually our opinions and our values and what we work for and how we help players is a really important thing and we're an integral part of a football club or a, a footballer's support network or whatever it might be in whatever model. Um, and that just comes from the collaboration of ideas and, you know, it, it just snowballs. And that's that's why I think Football Fitness Federation has snowballed from that one meeting in a, in a, in a hotel room to, to where it is now. You know, going internationally and going into, into Dublin and having speakers like Shane Murphy and Des Ryan and things like that. So... Yeah, a, a really positive experience, and you know, you've been along every single journey you know I've had, and and so you know it's been reciprocated in the other way around for for football fitness federation. So, yeah, positive experiences, no negatives for football fitness for me. So, I think um, one thing to take away, and we've spoke about this a lot, is I know you share something you've just touched on there that we've got to try and uh, we want to strive to improve the value yeah, of yeah. what coaches do. There's some incredible practitioners doing mm. some amazing work. Yeah. And sometimes our industry gets caught in not highlighting that, yeah. not speaking about it, keeping things a secret, and not, um, not showcasing what they do. Yeah. So when we do speak about value, whether that is financially or whether that literally just is people knowing what sports scientists yeah. or S&C coaches do, yeah. I know you share this, that we're really passionate to improve that. Mm. I feel like if you go into a club and you ask what a physio does, a lot of people will be able to answer that. Yeah. If you go into a club or even outside of a club and you say, what does a sports scientist do? What does an S&C yeah, coach yeah. do? They might be able to give... Some bits. Yeah, yeah but yeah. they're not going to be able to give the real intricacies of what goes into that, that yeah. role. And that's something I know you're passionate about as well and improving that. Yeah, 100%. And again, I think... Certainly in the latter stages, in the last couple of years, when I've been in positions at clubs where you're line managing, um, you know, part-time staff, sports science placements, whatever it might be, you do develop that kind of mentorship role. And then you, you, you're really reliant on them, people, but also you want them to be as good as they possibly can be to, to help themselves. And you kind of take them under your wing or whatever you want to call it, and you just want to see them be a good practitioner. And you get a buzz out of it. You know, when you see... Um, a practitioner who might have been a placement student under you a while ago going on and landing roles in the future you go I, you know I'm not saying I taught him everything he knew but hopefully something rubbed off on him that you know he he thought that's good I'm going to take that and he, that's put into his practice so improving the value of sports scientists S&C coaches and, and the other performance staff that are related um, it's important because 
ultimately we're, we're always having these conversations they always come up it's summer again all the new jobs come out some jobs are coming out with, with great wages at the minute and fair play to the clubs that do do that you know we, we do look at we know full-time football work-life balance is crazy we know it is you know it does take over um, and sometimes that the rewards financially aren't you know reciprocated in, in, in with what we have to do in terms of the work-life balance um, and the only way you can improve that is by proving our value and our worth to a club or as a player as a support network or whatever it might be um, and that's that's through again through upskilling and making sure that we're as we're as valuable as we can be um, and sharing ideas because uh, you know we get frustrated when you know people can't share ideas or you know they, they don't feel like they want to um, but the reality is like I said to you before like if if I left say you know but if I go to another club now I'm going to take experiences from my previous clubs that worked really well for me or that didn't work and, and know to avoid them to that club. So, you know, I'm essentially sharing the ideas that I used to have at that club anyway in my new environment. And that's happening all over the country at every single club with everyone's experiences. So it's not like, you know, people don't know what's happening at other clubs because people have worked there. Mm -hmm. So they're going to know what's, what's happening at clubs. So. Mm -hmm. The sharing of ideas and being really, really secret, I get it. If you're saying, oh, by the way, on Saturday we're going to play a 4-3-3, you think we're going to play a 4-5-1, actually we're yeah. going to go low block instead. Like that, yeah, might be a little bit different. That's going a bit too far. But saying that, oh, you know, on a Friday we use a little bit of a kind of an upper body 15-minute micro dose, like priming session, whatever it might be for Saturday. It's not, you know, revealing all trade secrets. It's it's just sharing ideas and, and, and helping us as S&C coaches. You know, I don't think that's going to give away three points at the weekend, which is ultimately what a lot of the, the top end level is, is is based on so the sharing ideas thing it just it, it it improves us all it helps everyone there's no lose lose to it you know if the baseline of, of sports scientists are upskilling themselves each year you know each year that goes by the baseline's moved the bar's moved higher um and then that helps us in those discussions if we need to talk about well, actually you know the wages i'm not being rewarded right for the work-life balance and, and the work i'm having to do and this is my value to the club or this is my value to you this is what it should be. And then people go, actually, I can see your worth because you do all this. Yeah, we can have that conversation. So, yeah, it, it's, it's important. You, you know, it, it really, really is. So, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Just in a little shift of gears. Yeah. We've got some exciting stuff coming at yeah. Football Fitness Federation. There's yeah. um, loads of things that we, that we want to do. And a big part of that is, I'm delighted to say, that part of Jordan's next venture yep. is going to be part of football fitness federation so he's joining the team as product and brand development lead fancy title um and the reason why is because a lot of the things he's just spoken about because he understands exactly what the business is why we set it up the real reasons behind what we do in terms of the meetings the podcast the community yeah. and i'm just delighted that you're getting involved you've already brought some amazing ideas to what we're doing going forward <laughs> and it's going to be exciting it's yeah 100%. 100% no it is really exciting I think um, yeah like I say I, I massively 100% the mission statement that the brand I believe in it um, 100% because I think it is really important for the industry and if it's something that we can do or even selfishly we know we just nudge the needle on that a little bit further and help the industry and help somebody land a role or help somebody just take a bit back and you know a player gets back quicker because they've seen a rehab plan on a network meeting, you know, something like that, then then that's a success, that's a tick. Um, and hopefully another pair of hands in the company is going to help do that. So, yeah, very exciting times ahead. Very exciting. 100%. Mm. Well, people will have our links in terms of getting in touch with Football Fitness Federation, but do you want to share anything if people want to get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, easiest way is Twitter. Um, 
Jordan Tyra 92. You can just go on Football Fitness page. I'll probably be retweeting stuff, so you'll see it through there. Um, but yeah, the football. Um, I mean, Football Fitness Federation for me is going to be a big way of hopefully sharing a lot of, of ideas and, and linking people from the industry to share more of their ideas as well. Um, so. If you you know if, if people want to get in touch and get onto the podcast, you know it doesn't have to be through Ben; it can be through me as well, um, and that, that's that's an easy way to do it. So Jordan Tyron ninety two at Twitter, um, a company physical performance coach as well. If you want to check that out as well, I'm always retweeting that stuff. So so yeah, exciting times. Get in touch. We'll we'll try and make some things happen, some good things happen. Hopefully, you also might see Jordan in a few future episodes as well, being <laughs> taking a co-host role. So yeah. yeah, plenty of stuff to come. But Jordan, thanks for that, mate. I no, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Done. Easy. How long? Oh, smashed it. Bang on time. Big thank you to Jordan for coming on the podcast. And again, just a huge thank you to the guys at UA92 as well. The setup that we had for the podcast was first class. And the facilities they've got at the university are brilliant as well. So like I said, if you're in... Um, if you're at that stage of looking for universities, university courses, make sure you go and check those guys out. And yeah, a big thank you again for them hosting us for this episode. This was a really exciting one to get out there because Jordan now joins us as product and brand development lead at Football Fitness Federation. So it's a big step for us because getting someone like Jordan on board who fully understands what we're trying to do. Uh, it's a massive help and he's already been a massive benefit to everything that we're trying to run in regards to the community, in regards to the meetings that we're going to be doing for the rest of the season and beyond that as well. So I just want to say welcome to Jordan and I'm really excited to work closely with him on the future at Football Fitness Federation as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please, as always, give it a share. And also, if you've not already left us a review, head over to Apple, leave us a review on there. Short written review would be great with a five star. If you're listening on Spotify, simply click the five stars. That would really help us out. And thank you for your ongoing support as well. I really do appreciate it. I said before that we've had some great comments from the previous episodes. So I really appreciate everyone sharing and sort of getting in contact about what they've taken away from the podcast it's always great to hear we've got some big guests coming up over the next few episodes as well so i'm really excited to get those out to you and make sure do us a quick favor go and check out our sponsors because they really help us with the podcast the good prep Rezzle, and hydro search for them all on social media go and give them a follow show them a bit of love over on socials and they're doing some brilliant work so go and check them out Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will speak to you again next week in episode 247.